All right. Hello. Welcome. This is the Playing the Field podcast. I think this is episode 15. I'm not even sure, to be honest, because it's been a while. I've been working so much that, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here. But this is uh, the Playing the Field podcast episode, I think, 15. I'm your host, Sean Barry. My esteemed colleague and guest this evening is Adam Herzog. Yeah, you cracked that beer. Sure thing. Uh, that's a bush light, by the way, everybody. Of course. Only the highest quality of beers on this show. Just want to point that out for all the listeners at home. Next so, the gods. <laughs> I hate when Frank says that in that show. It's so annoying and stupid. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk uh, that Bears Packers game. I don't know what else we're going to talk about, just because uh, I took a, a, a seasonal bartending job at this crazy Christmas bar. Actually, it's a holiday bar. Sorry, it's not a Christmas bar. It's a holiday pop-up bar, oh, even yeah, though it's we're called gonna, Santa Baby. We're going to offend all 12 listeners by uh, saying... There could be 14. Holiday. You don't know that. Mm. So anyway, um, yeah, it's been uh, a whirlwind of work, 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 which has been good. So uh, I've been trying to pay attention to the sports of Rue as much as possible. Uh, the Bears lost. They're out of, of playoff contention. The Bulls are still super frustrating, but we'll we're just skip all that today. Yeah, they suck. Um, Jim Boylan sucks. Yeah, he should probably he play defense, sort of. He, That's about it. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, just moving on. Uh, Mitch looked good again this week, despite Mitch looked okay. Let's be uh, honest with ourselves. Okay, but we have to grade it on the Mitch that we've seen. How, why do we have to play the Mitch scale? Why can't we play like the normal, <laughs> the normal like scale? the normal quarterback scale? Yeah, because the then we know how bad scale. it is. It's like, it's like quarterback Mitch twenty-five out of thirty-two. Yeah, middling, and we're like all giddy about it. But I like, know he was. Okay. Yeah, he. I mean, great. He wasn't dog shit. No, and okay. I think we're seeing progress. We've seen better throws. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. I thought we just went and watched the highlights again. What is it? You know, his pocket awareness was definitely better. He stepped up. He stepped into some throws. He he threw a couple dimes, but he also left a, a handful of throws out there that would have really could have really helped. I mean. Who knows? There was a lot of stuff that went on in that game, but um, Mitch was better. I know from the last time I was out here, we were talking about a month or so ago, and all I said was "poop, poop, Mitch." Yeah, he was uh, just one poop, Mitch. Maybe this week, just yeah, one or poop. maybe just like poo, poo, Mitch. Poo Not Mitch. even P O O P. Yeah, no, just P O O. Yeah, just cutting it back <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, we're dropping three P's and two O's. <laughs> that's a that's a exponential improvement right there. But yeah, yeah, at least some sort of line upwards. Uh, it did look better, and you know, uh, he had the weird interception. He had a couple of missed throws. The Bears didn't run the ball enough, and never do. They never do. Uh, but I, I don't know. It was. It's been such a weird season. We've seen. What I thought, and I remember saying to my brother and, and other people during that Chargers game, because you could tell Matt, I felt like, was kind of losing the media, losing it himself when he was with the media in those times. And I said to myself, if he thinks it's bad now, if they lose to the Chargers, it's going to get real ugly. And they lost to the Chargers, and I kind of thought, and I think a lot of people did, like, did we get to Trustman 2.0? And it's getting pretty ugly here. And to, to Nagy's credit, it seems like he wrote the ship or righted the ship and, and got things back on track. They won the three in a row they needed to and couldn't get – that would have been the fourth game, right? The Packers would have been the fourth game in a row. Would have been the fifth. Or the fifth game in a row. So Sorry. went on a four-game skid and then pulled out four out of yeah. four out of five now. I mean, yeah. a four-game four game streak going into that Packers game. Still had your, your playoff hopes alive in, in week 15. So um, – yeah, but they they have to move on to the offseason now, basically. And there's talks of what do you do with Akeem Hicks. I don't think it's a question. You don't play Akeem you Hicks. You don't fucking why would, play him. Like, why would you play him? It's the yeah, dumbest there, thing ever. Yeah, I know uh, listening to the radio and some of the other stuff that was going on earlier today, they are talking about, oh, it's a pain tolerance thing. It's this, it's that. It's whatever. It's, no, it's fucking stupid to play him. Like That's the end-all, be-all of it. Why play him? What, he does nothing for you now. We're not going anywhere. You know what he is as a player. You know what he can do for you. You but know like, how important he is to find, stopping the run and creating more space for Khalil Mack to operate. Like yeah, Khalil Mack and like freeing up 
you know, he's he's taking on two guys that frees up your linebackers so you can get Roquan once he's healthy again or Kwiatkowski or whoever the hell they find to plug and play for Danny Trevathan, Trevathan who is gonzo in my opinion because he's old and kind of used up and all hurt and whatever. He, he had a great run in Chicago. Glad he was here. Good stuff, but see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, you don't play uh, you don't play Hicks and no, definitely uh, not. You know, we'll see. I mean, I I feel like the Bears will come out and play. It seems like Nagy, like I said, has gotten things, has kept this team together and kept them focused and and uh, enabled them to go out and continue to play at their highest level possible. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some credit to be had for going on a four game skid and then really, I mean, as your back was against the wall string together three four good games granted versus lower opponents but the cowboys the cowboys the cowboys aren't a great team but like they cowboys showed up was they, huge. they went to work and they won a game that they should win they're an exceptionally talented team the cowboys definitely should be winning more games oh, i mean yeah. i can't even yeah and especially in that joke of a division if you're in. uh you know like <clears throat> It's got to be crazy entertaining to listen to as a non-Cowboys fan if you were listening to sports radio in Texas oh and hearing gosh. the calls that come in from fans in Dallas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the and anger and rage, yeah, the rage Jones. and Jason like, Garrett. It's yes. got to be super entertaining as an outside observer. What a wet blanket, Jason Garrett. I mean, he's just been like... Just it's weird, man. There for nine years, something like that. It's almost like Marvin Lewis 2.0. Oh, that just like hurts to think that there were two of them. <laughs> but it is though, yeah, you know. Guess, it's like oh, right. like oh, ten and you know, ten and six. Oh, and we go into the playoffs and then seven and seven, or you know what I mean, like seven and nine, right? Eight and eight. You know, oh, 10 and six, you know, and it's just like. Yeah, but he's almost like the Marvin Lewis, Lewis comparison. It's almost worse because, like, the Bengals never had, had the, the talent, talent. No, that the Cowboys no, 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 no. have or have had, even in the last, no. say, two years, three years. Their offensive line is fucking stacked. Well, and they were smart. I mean, and that's Zeke what happens is when you. awesome. And Dak Prescott, as much as I really want to hate that guy. I really don't yeah, want it to seemed, like him. He's, I know. he's a player. He's a he's a tough guy. He he gets out there and he does it. He shows up to work every I day. I heard he somebody say on the radio the other day they were talking about Dak and somebody was talking about one of the coaches, I think, or they so maybe somebody coached him in the senior bowl or maybe it was his coach at Texas A and A and M. Or where did I'm the sorry, Mississippi State. State. My apologies. I got my maroon and white mixed up. Same colors. Yes. <laughs> Very uh, different locations. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dak. Yeah. His name is Dakota. That's right. Fuck it is that guy. It is Dakota. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were talking about how, uh, in terms of like leadership and you know uh, presence on the field and everything, one of the coaches said he was far and above like the best player he's ever coached in that regard, as far as leading a team and controlling a huddle and that type of thing, which was really interesting to hear because. You know, those are the things you don't really know about guys a lot of the times coming out of college or, you know, maybe you hear that a little bit. But and yeah, I never heard a school like Mississippi State, I which never... is not a big time program, which no. is not a thing. I remember his run up in college and like there was I think he might have like maybe even sniffed some like Heisman talks. His whatever, I remember year, the yeah. year before he came out, like I know he was doing some yeah, relatively was, big things. He was there. pretty awesome um, um, but again, at Mississippi State. Mississippi State like is not. You know they're not a powerhouse would, by any means, but they're in the SEC, so they still get. I mean, oh yeah, let's suck their dick because they're in the SEC. <laughs> I will because <laughs> I love the SEC. Uh, um. So yeah. Uh, anyways, no. I'm de- just here de- to the Cowboys. This whole thing. That's fine. The Cowboys. The Cowboys win was good. Uh, yes, it was a good win. And I mean, the Cowboys should. How do they only have? They have seven wins right now, right? I think so. Yeah, seven wins. How's that possible? Like you're such a formidable team. I just I don't know. So I have no, no, to assume. No, like, look at their division too. Like, I know the Giants. It's bad. The Eagles. It's it's not good. Yeah. The Redskins. Trevathan's, super duper. 
Yeah. Well, and they've they've actually been playing. They've been stringing wing, wins together <laughs> I somehow. Believe, I, I can't believe know. that. But, yeah. That's crazy. Washington Redskins. Uh, speaking of the Big Ten, Danny Zervathan is from Youngstown, Ohio. He's 29 years old. I just he's only 29. Shit. Yeah, but, that, like, but yeah, I know in, in football years, I that's feel a, like that's a much he's been. Thing. I thought he was like 32, 30. Yeah, like I feel like he's been beat up for a while. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they. I mean, it is his free agency year, correct? I'm pretty sure he's going into free agency this year. But, uh, I don't. I don't see them re-signing him. I mean, he was. His legacy, John Fox came over. I will from think Denver John. I John will Fox. think John Fox for that one. That was a good bring over for my yeah, John Fox. Oh, absolutely! Like a very good kind of fill in. I mean, a productive, good player, not yeah, a head turner, a, no, not a Pro average, Bowl player. He's an above like, average player that yeah, pretty much any coach is going to take on his defense any day of the week. Um, Just not anymore. But yeah, I, I don't know. I would. Uh, I mean, it's on to the off season for the Bears now, so that you got to start thinking about those things. And with the what five or four draft picks we have, I don't remember off the top of my head. What are they going to do with those and? What are you going to do? Like, do you sign Bridgewater? Do you chase after Ryan Tannehill? I would, I would be fine if we chased after Ryan Tannehill because it looks like I can't see him going anywhere else. Dude. I mean, look at what Tennessee's been doing with him at the it's helm. Crazy. Like, you it's crazy. It's awesome. You, he's not going anywhere. He's dumb if he goes anywhere else. He finally got out from underneath the thumb of whatever the fuck Adam Gase was doing to him, and look at what he's doing. And like, every, and Joe Philbin and, and everybody had, else had, that was he there. He had flashes while he was yeah under Joe Philbin. And yeah. You had you know a few like whoa look at Ryan Tannehill like. It, it's been here. crazy. It's been it's been really crazy. My brother and I have been talking about can you what would you be willing to place a wager as a as the Titans as a surprise team to come out of the AFC? Like, I mean, to win the AFC, they can run the football, they can they, play defense, can run, yeah. and they can run the football like a battering ram. Derrick Henry is a that freak. dude's a freaking <laughs> beast. He's a freak. I mean, do you remember? Um, we, we, I remember you and I have been talk to, talking about Derrick Henry for years, and uh, this stemmed a lot from fantasy because I had him and I was pissed off about him. I'm like, just give him the fucking ball. He's a monster. Yeah. Just run the ball with that guy. And uh, I think it was you, you had told me that Eddie George, Heisman Trophy winner from Ohio State, had talked to, uh, talked to him and was like, dude, stop running like a bitch. Oh. I forgot I told you that. Yeah, yeah I and he, that. he basically had a sit down with Derrick Henry and was like, "Hey, man, you're running the ball like a bitch. You're a six foot three, two hundred and thirty five pound battering ram. Stop running the ball like a bitch." And the way he ended last season Stop was avoiding like avoiding contact, and, absolutely yeah. bananas. And just go through the tackles and just break tackles. And, and I mean, do you remember how he ended last yeah, season? Yeah, it was he crazy. Went, nuts. It was like he multiple hundred fifty yard games. Yeah, like back he almost, to back I think back. he could have had like a four touchdown game, but. They they had the game on ice, so like they kind of just sat on it. But he had like a almost I think I think it was like two hundred plus yard game because he busted a couple of really long runs and whatever. So like you know you've got him. They're obviously running the ball pretty well. He's still been he's had flashes of that and is running the ball pretty well. And Ryan Tannehill has opened up that offense for dude. Them. Ryan Tannehill's quarterback rating has been like one hundred and thirty in pretty much like every game he started this year. It's been crazy. Yeah, uh, and and know, I really don't understand why what the huge difference has been between Ryan Tannehill and what uh, Marcus Mariota was was doing. Because I mean, by all intents and purposes, Marcus Mariota is a fantastic athlete. I know he's been dinged up and had some other stuff, and I don't know if he's just all in his head now or he just needs like a change of scenery. scenery which honestly, I don't think it would be a horrible idea for the Bears to go after him because he'd be cheap. He can challenge Mitch. We have Mark Helfrich, who was his coach at Oregon. And, um, you know, at least challenge Mitch or have a viable backup outside of Chase Daniel for something other than, I mean, Chase Daniel is a glorified coach that just gets paid to still be a quote quarterback, but we've seen what he can do. It's not going to take us anywhere. He can maybe fill in, get you through a game, spot start, something like that. But like Chase Daniel is not the fucking answer. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you I that Marcus Mariota is either. Yeah, but at least see, there's yeah. some some synergies there between. Yeah. No, I understand what, what you're saying. And, and Mark no, Helfrich and, and I that. I have no thing. desire to see Mariota here. I'd rather them spend probably double that money on Bridgewater. You're talking quadruple that money for Bridgewater. You're, you're going to have to pay Teddy Bridgewater fifteen to twenty million dollars to come here. Yeah. You do but not going to pay that kind of money for Marcus Mariota. Okay, but I mean. Dude, it's regular 
terrible backups. Well, you all, what no, but you already, have to, you already have to pick up Mitch's option. So, like, that's money that you're just lighting on fire to see if this guy can actually fucking play. Mitch is going to so, make $20 million if we pick up his option. That that's physically insane. makes me hurt. <laughs> like, that pisses me I off know. to no end. Like, I get make, it. He was a, for, you know, whatever. In the, the, the that's first, what happens you know, when you trade up and draft, and draft second, him in the second, 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 second overall, overall pick. pick. By the way, Derrick Henry ran the ball against the last four weeks. Uh, he had 17 carries against Jacksonville for 238 yards. He had Jesus 33 Christ. carries against the Giants for 170 yards. He had four touchdowns in that Jacksonville game. He then went 21 carries against Washington for 84 yards, and then he had 16 carries for 93 yards. So that was the turnaround point. Prior to that, he had 16 carries, 28 no, yards. Prior to that, his highest total yards in the season was an 11 carry game for 58 yards. Prior to that, and he also had an 18 carry game for 57 yards. 18 so, for 57. Seven, That's yeah. horseshit. He was basically averaging what appears to be about two. I'm sorry, probably three point something yards per carry. I mean, for a, a slight uh, thing to note there is, I mean, he was splitting a lot of time with Dion Lewis during that. See, time you would there. remember that because you had him on your fantasy. Yes, team, so and I was pissed about yeah, all of it. I was like, why are you games? giving the ball to freaking Dion Lewis when you've got this battering ram of a person in Derrick Henry? But what? anyways, and then they're like, oh hey, this guy's actually running the ball effectively. Let's just pound the rock with this gigantic dude. I don't know why he didn't get more carries at Alabama. I remember seeing him. And being like, holy shit, this guy's like a head taller than everybody, and he's fast as shit. Why aren't they just like, oh, Derrick Henry left, Derrick Henry right, Derrick Henry of the minnow. And But he's a beast. Well, and that's the thing. They just ripped off four wins in a row, starting with the KC victory, which my brother was pretty adamant about. He's like, I think Tennessee's He nailed gonna... that call. I, I know. Remember. That was crazy. He's like, I think Tennessee's going to beat Kansas City, and that was wild. And they won 35-32, and then... They beat Jacksonville 42-20. to They beat Indy 31-17. And they beat Oakland 42-21. to And they just lost to Houston 24-21. to They had a and chance Houston, to win. Yeah. I mean, they're very comparable teams, yeah. too, between them and Houston. So, uh, You know, so they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, six of their last eight. Uh, you know, but they're a team that you'd be able to get value on. And you're like, okay, they can run the football and play defense. And Tannehill doesn't really seem like he's turning the ball over. So... Yeah, you know, I mean, my brother, not a, not my a bad brother, dark horse. Yeah, my brother threw the idea out there just because, I mean, obviously everybody's going to be taking KC or Baltimore, and, and I mean, if AFC, you're not on Baltimore, what, what have you been watching? Yeah, They've that's been crazy. Unreal. It's crazy. And dude, the Saints again. Like when the when the Bridgewater or the, when the Breeze injury happened, I said on my podcast, I was like, the Saints' odds to win the Super Bowl dropped to twenty five to one when the Breeze injury happened. So uh, you went from like I think they were eight to one to win the Super Bowl, and right. then and then they went to twenty five to one. It's like he broke his hand. You knew Breeze was coming back, and I said on the show, it's like if you want to, why wouldn't you take the Saints right now at twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl? So I hope one of the fourteen listeners of this show took uh, the Saints to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I wasn't at smart enough to, to do that. Twenty five to one, because um, I mean. Okay, they might not win it, but you're going to probably have that's, a legitimate that's a, shot. That's a hell of a value based yeah. on the talent that that team has displayed, for sure. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Bears, you have Bridgewater, you have Tannehill. They're not you, getting, they're not going after Teddy Bridgewater. Again, to pick up Mitch's option and pay him $20 million, you're not also going to go spend $20 million on Teddy Bridgewater. What do you think of him or not? Like, they're not going to tie up $40 million worth of payroll on two quarterbacks one of which is mitch and the other being teddy bridgewater who has had a five-game stint of being good not not even like light the world on fire great no he managed them through drew Brees being out he played well but it wasn't like oh man teddy bridgewater is like setting the stage on fire he did what he needed to do and no and he won games and 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 yeah dude five and oh as a backup quarterback is crazy awesome right uh so, uh, I just pulled up this article on NFL.com. We have Felipe Rivers, who will be a 38-year-old free agent in 2020 if he doesn't re-up with the Chargers. Uh, Eli who Manning. Who the fuck is that? Philip Rivers. Oh. <laughs> Felipe Rivers. Felipe Rivers. I get you now. Yes. I'm, I'm there. Uh, Philip Rivers. you're putting down. Uh, Eli Manning, Jameis Winston, and Marcus Mariota. Nope. Dak okay. will. Uh, Dak's going to stay in. Will be re-signed by the Cowboys most yeah, likely. Absolutely. There's but, no uh, way they let him go. Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater. 
again, I don't see Tannehill going anywhere because ten- if the Tennessee Titans are like, oh, I, we can get the same production out of somebody else that they're seeing out of Ryan Tannehill right I now. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to make the Why? same mistakes that Washington did when they were like, no, we'll just franchise Kirk. No, we'll just franchise him again. No, let's not re-sign him. And let's just chase a – like you could add you could add Kirk Cousins for next to nothing. You could have paid him like $50 million. Right. You know, the first – the second year you franchise him, you could have paid him $50 million for like a four-year deal. Right. You know, and instead you've been chasing a quarterback and letting him walk. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're one of the worst-run franchises in I know. modern it sports just, history. I know. Like the, the Washington it just Redskins blew my mind, though. It's like, what are, you, what are you watching? Like, where do you think you're just going to get the quarterback off the street who's like – you know, I mean, the Bears went through the same thing. That's why the Bears re-signed Jay Cutler because they understood, like, it's not easy to find quarterbacks. It's just not. And uh, you might not like Jay, but also it was like, okay, what, where, you can what have, else are you going to exactly, do? Exactly. You can have, uh, you know, you can have uh, a shit sandwich somewhere else or you can just get the same fucking normal-ass meal you eat every day. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just... Quarterbacks yeah, I mean, don't go point, on trees, take, man. Take what you know versus yeah. the unknown. Yeah. And what you knew what you had in Jay. And granted, a $100 million contract seemed a little exorbitant. But at the same time, like a lot of the shit that happened while Jay was here was not necessarily his fault. And that's typical. Did he make a lot some bad throws and all that sort of stuff? Like, I'm not going to vilify him the way a lot of other people will. Was he absolutely top tier? No. But. At no point where you're like, man, that guy can't make those throws. That guy can't do it. And sometimes I, mean, I was because <laughs> when he finally, like, when you realize that, like, the team uh, like given up. Yeah, well, yeah. When everyone else around you gives up, yeah, like, I what know. the fuck else are you supposed to do? But I do mean, you, you think, just keep slinging that rock. Okay, but here's the thing: howlets are on your fucking right do you think shoulder. That, I mean, isn't there part of you that thinks maybe Jay was one of the first to give up? <laughs> like, there's part of me that definitely thinks that. <laughs> that Jay was one of the first guys uh, to be like, no, yeah, I'm I done. I don't think it was a give up. I think his, I mean, he has a general nonchalance about him that he just could be irritating, but like, I don't think he ever really gave up. Is that like the active or the, uh, like the, uh, present tense version of nonchal nonchalant nonchalance? I, that might not even I be a know. word. I, I don't, don't know. I'm intrigued. Know. I'm 10 beers in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google it. I could know. I, I don't fucking Folks, know. But like, we didn't it, have it, 10 it felt beers. Okay. No, I, I get what you said. I'm just curious now. I want to look it up. Like, is there a <laughs> is that are there the, different the proper uh, tense? Yeah, are there different tenses of nonchalant? We're gonna learn. Why wouldn't there be? I mean, I would assume. Is this, but an, I don't is know. this a grammar podcast? Let's <laughs> no. talk about fucking sports. <laughs> but we're gonna learn some things on this show. A cheetah can carry three times his body weight in a tree. <laughs> Pterodactyl has a 14 foot wingspan minimum. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So. I don't know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, those types of things. I come in here. There's no way. They're too married. They're too married to Mitch to spend big money and then on it, somebody like that. But then people are like, "Oh well, they're not going to waste a draft pick on a quarterback with one of like the five draft picks we have or whatever." Why it is. wouldn't you? You? I, I absolutely would. Dude, absolutely would. I, I, I don't remember. I don't know that, whether I don't first know why the, people are saying that. It really confuses me. I'm like, you have to draft a quarterback. You don't have a choice. Not to mention Ryan Pace is the GM that said we're going to draft a quarterback every year, and he hasn't drafted a fucking single quarterback since he drafted Poop Poop Mitch. No, poo, now, now I'm back. Just, no, I'm sorry. It's just poo, poo Mitch. Poo Mitch now. Just poo. Got me all riled one, up. Just one um, poo. Yeah, I don't – I haven't looked in a while. I don't remember exactly when the Bears' first draft pick is going to be. But, like, I, I would – I believe ho- it's the second round. I would, I would hope that there is right something in the neighborhood of, like – and I'm not saying I love this player, but I think he'd be there. Is like a Jake Fromm out of Georgia who has played a lot of big games. He's a – pro style quarterback i'm not saying he's going to come in and light the world on fire or anything like that but like i think he could be a competent backup he could push pumich forward maybe um and you know he's just kind of a guy but a little bit better than just like your average like oh hey you know he played in can we just trade all of our picks and get the number one pick and draft joe burrow and then trade mitch for like a seventh round pick? <laughs> no. If anything else, I would hope that Trevor Lawrence stays in college a little bit longer and we just suck again and have a high round pick and get like Trevor Lawrence Are we gonna next, be, the following year. Now, and, and this was, uh, you know, like you look at the Jags who almost went to the Super Bowl and now it's like, okay, the Jags are in, are in football hell again. 
paying Nick Foles and maybe Minshew's the answer or whatever. They were talking about this on the radio the other day. But, like, are the Bears potentially now the new Jaguars? Like, all this Super Bowl hope, and then we lose to the Eagles. That makes me physically feel things hurt. as well. Yeah, like, it hurts. <laughs> but I I think there's a little bit, potentially a little more truth to that than I'd like to admit. Because um, that story is seemingly playing out eerily similar. They have this lights-out defense, a shit quarterback in Blake Bortles that pulled it together for a year. They made a run. And then the next year, like, oh, we're going to be right back there again. And then just kind of fell off the cliff, so to speak. And now we're a year removed from them falling off the cliff, and they're just fucking going down, 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 down. And granted, Gardner Minshew is fun to watch, and I like that he's kind of like this weird hillbilly jean shorts and weird he's facial awesome. hair. Like, he's awesome. He, it's a spectacle. A it's of it's Gardner fun Minshew. enough. I mean, like like, that dude is loving life on a level that most people don't ever get the enjoyment out of, and it's awesome to see. And he's just like, and sure, good. He's awesome. Good for him. I love everything about that guy. Is he really the answer, though? Is he going to be the thing that really takes them back up into that upper echelon, or or make the playoffs, or make a run? But you know what? If I'm running the Jaguars, if I'm Sod Khan or whatever his name is, I'm like, I spent a six round pick on this dude. I don't care. Like, it's not a big deal to me. You know. So, I mean, Foles, you're paying minimal money to in comparison. I think what they paid him like fifty million dollars, didn't they? I don't remember what he signed. I think for. it was like fifty million. They paid Nick Foles too much money for but, four playoff games um, of productivity. You know, like is 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 Nick Foles the new Matt Flynn? No, Matt, Matt Flynn no, made <laughs> because Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. That's why, and he beat the Patriots. <laughs> Matt Flynn played in four games, got <laughs> racked up like sixteen hundred yards, yeah, got threw got a million touchdowns beat out by Russell Wilson in his Russell Wilson's rookie year. After the Seattle Seahawks paid him fifty million dollars, yeah, and uh, Matt Flynn doesn't have any Super Bowl rings to show for it. So no, Nick Foles is awesome. He's well, not awesome. No, he is He's awesome. Serviceable. My, my favorite he is thing. Serviceable. Tony Kornheiser once said about Nick Foles prior to the Eagles winning the Super Bowl was, I believe he was, they were talking about free agent quarterbacks he has and more how, Super Bowls than Jim Kelly. How they come and go. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, or you or me for yeah, that matter. Well, I mean, somehow we both went undrafted God, again this year. Again. So uh, great hands. <laughs> so. Uh, he was like, yeah, Nick Foles goes 27-2 and two touchdown-interception ratio, and now you can get him for a ham sandwich. <laughs> like, you know, and you could at the time. You literally could. The Eagles were just, he, you know, you could have called the Eagles and been like, hey, we'll give you – you probably could have given him a fifth-round pick for Nick Foles. The next thing you know, Wentz gets injured, and he's got to play the Patriots. Right. They win a Super Bowl. The old big teeth out of Arizona. It's Nick crazy. Foles. It's crazy, man. It's teeth. They are very big, very John Lackey esque. Not, oh, John not Lackey. maybe not quite there. John Lackey's veneers are some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, not They're quite terrible. Lackey teeth, but they are enormous. John Lackey, he's a douche. If yes, he's listening, okay. I'm sorry, but I doubt it. Uh, no, he's not. But he's probably he could probably beat my ass. So you know. oh yeah, he's a beast. He's a large and man. He, he's he's a fiery gentleman too. I don't think you really want to piss that guy off. Okay, why can I not find a simple article that just lays out the friggin' draft picks for the Bears in 2020? Anyway, um, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so they have to spend a draft pick on a quarterback, in my opinion. I don't care what round they use it in. Just pick yeah, one. Pick yeah. a guy. Throw a frickin' dart at a board. Get, put the dartboard up. Put Offensive 20 qu- line, tight end, quarterback in any order. I don't care. Pick yeah. those Pick those positions for the love of God, please. I mean, in my understanding and watching the NFL and college football, and you hear guys say it all the time, game starts in the trenches, defensive line, offensive line. If you build from those points out, you know, and you look at what the Cowboys did, they drafted four offensive linemen in the first round, I think over a five-year stretch or whatever it was. Yep. And suddenly, oh, my God, look, you draft Eck Prescott, and he's got time to throw, and Zeke Elliott has room to run. And, you know, not that they're not talented, but right. give guys those holes and that protection, you're going to you're gonna score points and win games. Yeah, as long as you don't draft guys like Gabe Karimi. <laughs> the Bear Jew. 
guy was Gabe so Karimi. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's big shit. Coming out of Wisconsin. He's amazing. That I did. Okay. Sucked. He did suck. Sucked. He sucked. But when we drafted him, I was like, okay. They, like, yeah, an I offensive mean, line guy yeah, out was, of Wisconsin. They were trying to I was, draft for need. I was like, all right, that's a smart pick. And he just, he was terrible. <laughs> so bad. He was terrible. He, I mean, as far as I know, he's out of the league, right? Oh, yeah. By a while. I think he actually ended up on the Cowboys for a little bit. And I think he played for him. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is what you get when you draft shitty guys in the first round. Let's go draft good guys in the first round. And then they, uh, and Marco Colombo is another one. I think Mark Colombo, yes. May, may, I, he, I might be and thinking he, of him. No, Mark Colombo did end up on Dallas. Yeah, that that's I who remember. I was thinking of. Gabe Carino. And he actually yeah. was like serviceable. On yeah. Dallas, no, for, but yeah, he, he, played he played for a while. For a he bit. started for a while. I think so. But the Marco Bears couldn't figure out the, yeah, what the hell to do with him. Couldn't get out of their own way. Story of our lives. Uh, okay, so according to this uh, from NFLMocks.com, the Bears have two second-round picks, and it's a deep quarterback class. Uh, and then we didn't talk about Cam Newton, who's probably going to be – Available. I think Cam's done. No, I think Cam's done. He's done. So, uh, I mean, the, I the think style the in- that he plays. And I think the injuries. And I think if you look at. He does not seem to throw the ball with the same drive and accuracy I mean, want, that he used to. Yeah, if I want someone that can throw the ball poorly, I'll throw Mitch out there. Yeah. Like, it's, no, I definitely agree. I don't think I you're don't, getting an upgrade in accuracy gonna, or anything else. And you're going to have to pay more for a guy like Cam because of what he's done in yeah, the past. Yeah, former MVP yeah. and all that sort of shit. Yeah, I, I, I would, mean. You know what? And we didn't talk about Dalton. I'd be fine if they signed Dalton. <laughs> Red Rocket. Dude, I really would. I really would. I would be totally fine. I think you can get Dalton at an exceptionally fair price for what I he's mean, for what he's done on what would I, what I would consider a relatively poorly coached team over most of his years and not having an exceptional offense and AJ Green missing probably five games every season on right, average. Right. Uh, and, and the entirety of this year. Yeah. Right? I mean I know dude, they've Spot started whoever the fuck that other guy is. Tyler Boyd and yeah. they've had you know they've no had, whoever they're the like Andy Dalton. Oh, missed, uh, Jeff Driss, no, no Driscoll's no, and like, uh, yeah. I think his. But I know yes. Anyways, anyway, uh, yeah, doesn't matter. But I would be fine with Dalton, dude. I really would. I mean, if you brought Dalton just to in. bring him in, but again, he at best he's going to be pushing Mitch for the starting job. He's not going to have the role. He'd be a backup. He'd be an expensive backup. Okay, because but he's also so a backup committed. that if Mitch were to go down because of Mitch rolling out of the pocket, things of that nature. I guess. If you weren't, uh, let's put it this way. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't be like. If Ryan Pace decides not to draft a quarterback. Calling for their jobs if they've picked up Andy Dalton. <laughs> if Ryan Pace decides not to draft a quarterback, you better sign a guy like Andy Dalton. You better. You don't. It, yeah, you'd be stupid I, not to. If you don't I mean, draft a quarterback. And then you don't sign a guy of, you know, Andy Dalton or uh, who else did we talk about? Like Bridgewater. What are you doing? What are you doing? You have to have a serviceable quarterback to win games in the NFL. And you're not going to win games without one. So it's, yeah, to me, I'm just, you you have to draft a quarterback. You have to. I, I agree. And, I mean, I don't know. Andy Dalton is a stopgap at best. At absolute best. Like, the ceiling of Andy Dalton is, like, we're just trying to get through until we can draft a good quarterback again. Like, I don't know. I, I There's there's nothing about him that excites me that would be like, oh, yeah, the Bears did something good, at least with one of these other guys that might have just need a change of scenery or some of these other potential things. Like, I don't know. Like, again, I would, I would take Marcus Mariota over Andy Dalton. Granted, they're – their track records, their stats, all those things point Andy Dalton, but he's also older. And to try and fit the system, like you kind of want a quarterback that can run or that can handle the ball. You are not running the ball ever with Andy Dalton. At least Marcus Mariota gives you an RPO. You're not running a fucking I don't RPO want, with Andy do you, Dalton. Hold on, though. Do, you, my, do, you want Matt Nagy to, do you want Matt Nagy to have more RPO options? I just want him to have... Well, then get fucking rid of Matt Nagy if that's not what you want. I mean, what I you brought want, in what you brought in was Matt Nagy. What you're run, bringing in is Matt want, Nagy's offense. I just want run the ball options. Just run it. Well, no, I, I totally agree <laughs> with you there. Like, I don't need more RVOs. Yeah. I don't need them with the option to three pass. fucking tight ends and just line up in <laughs> fucking double wide and just plow the ball Big forward. sets and just, just shoot. Yeah. yeah. Three tight ends, one running back. Yes. Let's yeah. just pound the 
fucking rock if that's what you want to do. And then, then, then Andy Dalton can be your man. He can be the handoff specialist. But, again, I, I just don't see. Wow, Andy Dalton's, okay, he's 32. Yeah. No, that's younger than I thought. I mean, I don't know. I felt like he was slightly older. I'm looking at his numbers. He had 25 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in 2017. 21 touchdowns and 11 interceptions last year. He's rocking his shit this season with 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Just crushing it. Uh, he did have 33 with, touchdowns. With zero offensive line and, and Oh, God. No that game against the Steelers? I mean, I guess not I think he was sacked nine times in that game against the Steelers. Oh, that was atrocious. I think it was the Sunday night or the Monday night. Redheaded stepchild in that one. I literally felt bad for the Bengals that game because it was just. No, you never feel bad for the Bengals. They get everything they deserve. (laughs) Fuck the Bengals. Why do you hate the Bengals so much? Uh, uh, Going to school in Columbus and listening to all these people. Who did? Who did? Who did to go bring the Bengals? Fuck them. Oh, we're going to have to bring the levels down when I go through the podcast on that one. Um, yeah, 20 and 13. The only good thing to come out of the Bengals was like maybe Ray Malaluga's hair. Fuck I forgot about that guy. That was a deep reference right there. You're welcome. Um, That's what I'm good for. But I'm yeah. Good for anything else. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Offensive line, tight end. Defensively, I don't know. Is there a need that, that you, you think about or notice for the Bears? I mean, I think they probably, especially if they move on from Danny Trevathan, need to draft another interior linebacker prospect. I know Kwiatkowski's been good, and we got Roquan, but you can never have too many guys in there, and they're pretty interchangeable. You can do some stuff with that. So I, I think they need a little bit of um, depth there. It never hurts to have depth at the interior uh Defensive positions, defensive anything line, the or middle. the front Any, seven, anything basically. Anything up the middle. Anything up the yeah. middle. You, having depth there is always, always key. Um, what about uh, what about guys like I don't know if you've watched like Justin Herbert or from Oregon or don't know uh, much about him. The they kid out of too, Texas. They, they play too late. <laughs> An old man I now. Got kids can't yeah. put up with this shit. Pac-12 after I'm not dark. Watching Get out of here. And that starts at 10 p.m. Get out of here. Kidding me? Uh, Herbert looked good in that game against Auburn. That was the the first game. That was actually the first game I previewed on the show. But uh, yeah, again, I don't know enough to really speak to it. But again, something like, and that's a guy that was would probably be there. I don't know. I don't know where he's. I don't know where he's projected to go. I'm just throwing names out there. And then uh, the kid out of Texas, I can't think of his name right now. Ellinger, I want to say. Yeah, Elling. I think that's it. L i n g e r. I think his name is. Yeah, he's somebody that I think. I mean, I know starting the year he was a, a Heisman hopeful, and that, that game that was early between LSU and Texas. That was a great that game. That was a gunslinging kind of that game. That was an and awesome he, game. He held his own in that game. He did. No, it was a good game, and that um, was a great win for LSU. That I mean, was, I mean, that like was a reason I started tier. to think LSU could win a, a yeah. title because you go on the road into Texas in a primetime game and you beat them by 14. Like That's a great win. Yeah, but, I mean, to your point, that that's the kind of tier of guys you're looking at, the Justin Herberts or – the dude out of Texas, or like I mentioned before, like Jake from, mm-hmm. I think he's actually maybe t- possibly a step below mm-hmm. those guys, but what, uh, what's going to be available there? Who knows at that, yeah. at that point? Who, yeah, exactly. But well, you need to pick up something you need, you uh, need to because long-term, I mean, I, I think pace in the front office is married to Mitch, but well, pay, Ryan pace is definitely married to Mitch. I sometimes question if Matt Nagy is married to Mitch. I very I often, I think he coddles and babies him and protects him when he talks in the media. I don't, my personal feeling is that Matt Nagy would love to not have to deal with Mitch fucking. So I was listening to six seventies score like a couple of weeks back and I, they were talking to somebody who covers the bears for, I think it was for the trip or the sun time. I don't remember, but it was a really interesting story I heard. And I'm sorry that I don't have more uh, adequate sourcing on this. But he was talking about it was when Luck retired and Mitch, uh, I think it was, might have been during a walk, like after a walkthrough or something like that before a game uh, or maybe after a game. And one of the reporters just, he said, uh, he said, hey, Mitch, you know, just uh, what do you think about Luck retiring? And apparently Mitch looked up and responded because, oh, I'm not speaking today. 
like like that was like like if he wasn't told by PR and 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 the comm staff of the Bears that he was speaking, then he wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like that's weird. That's weird. That's really they weird. They don't trust him that's to super, use his own brain. Yeah, that's they don't super, trust him to use his own brain in the offense. They don't. That's trust super him weird. To use his own brain to just handle an offhand and, comment to the media. And and he was so like, like no. everything you're hearing from him has been spoon fed to him. It's, the offense is being spoon fed to him, and he was, sucks at it majority of the time. Again, he's been better. He I has will, been better. No, I, he definitely I will, has. I will, I will it's concede been, that point. I feel like, like the last three weeks he's, I think that's he's just, played with more confidence than we've ever seen, other than the Tampa Bay game, because everything went perfect for him in the Tampa Bay game, and Tampa Bay was yeah, terrible. That is I mean, the that, Tampa that, Bay that's game an outlier. is the outlier. You like, throw that throw one away. away. Exactly. exactly. Like you, yeah. you throw that one out because, I mean, you, you take, take your – Say even two best and two worst and throw them out and what have you got? You've got a middling at best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I just but thought yeah, that was like, a super weird, I, I had not interesting. That, yeah, but. it was. I was like, he literally looked up and said, "Oh, I'm not speaking today." Like, and he the the reporter responded back. He goes, "I understand that. I just wanted to see if you had a thought on." <laughs> A young quarterback suddenly retiring, like you know, coach. Not, coach didn't tell me what to say. I'm yeah, not. I don't know, but uh, we are we are forty minutes in, and uh, <laughs> just rambling. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. We're talking bears, dude. People like yeah. bears talk, and from bears fans, so it's fun. But uh, that's gonna do it, man. It's forty minutes. Uh, that's enough for me to work with. And uh, like I said, I'm sorry it hasn't been more structured and, and frequent lately, but. Uh, after Jan one, things will be more structured and frequent. And can we spend like two minutes talking about the college football playoff? Just because sure, that's yeah, that's fine. So near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the college football playoff, and I just realized that I'm, uh, I have uh, obligations on the day of the first round and the day of the championship. This will be the first year in probably uh, what I would assume is the last ten years of my life that I will not be solidly parked and glued to my seat to watch the national championship game, which is like one of my favorite things to watch every single year. That is usually one of the things I will try to clear my schedule to watch as well. Even when my to you, non college football are not fans, there, it's king awesome. Watch the college football national championship. It's awesome. It, it is. And it's a spectacle and it's, it's fun. Even when it's teams you hate say like, an and Alabama. usually the games are awesome. They're they usually pretty, they're usually I mean, I really know good. I, I absolutely loved last year seeing Nick Saban get his ass just handed to him because that does not happen often. No. As much as I want to like not like them and everything like that, that doesn't happen. I I mean, that would wa- be like that would be like watching Brady and Belichick get blown out in a Super Bowl. I haven't like, watched. That's, that's you mean Christmas when the Falcons morning. almost blew them out in the Super Bowl? Yeah, the first half of that game was orgasmic. Twenty-eight to three. <laughs> Twenty-eight to three. Oh man! And then yeah, you just just let it go. I but still haven't watched the Brady. Clemson uh, didn't let the, off the gas in that game, and I was so they should. Happy. You never so let off the gas. Watch. So happy. To watch uh, I didn't watch the Belichick uh, Saban documentary yet on HBO, but I I have intentions to. It's literally just them talking about probably how awesome they are, which I'm <laughs> I'm willing to listen. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear. They stroke each other's egos and. Just do that whole thing. Anyways, I mean, they're both great coaches. I get it. But anyways, all right, so let's talk. Your, Clemson your, is a two-point favorite over your beloved Ohio State Buckeyes in the first yeah. round. Yeah. Um, Feel free to talk to, talk amongst yourself about that. Yeah. I don't buy that. I mean, if if I were a betting man, which I'm not really. Um, you could I be. Would, I, would, I, would take, I would take the Buckeyes even straight up. I, I really haven't seen – enough from Clemson not that I watch all of their games I haven't had quite the background of, of seeing what they've done um, to really know but I mean it's it's almost a little bit of a shame in my opinion that I think Clemson and Ohio State are the two most complete teams because they can they can score they run efficient offenses they can really move the pill and they both have a decent defenses if not great defenses so you've got two very good teams playing each other versus the LSU Oklahoma game, which is going to be, hey, let's see who can score sixty first. No, oh, um, I don't think Oklahoma is going to score. No, and no, I and I don't think, and I don't think Oklahoma. But I mean, uh, LSU, Hurts, LSU's defense isn't very good. 
It's, as much uh, as people want to say, oh, they've been better or whatever, and they held Georgia, blah, 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 whatever. LSU's defense is not that good. Watch what a de- other decent teams have done to them. They had one good game against Georgia. They shut Georgia out or held them to seven points, something like that. But it like playing Alabama was a score just ran up. Yeah, well, a lot of, score, a a lot of scoring in that Texas game that we mentioned before. Does this say anything to you that LSU or sorry that Ohio State is so you can get you can take Clemson on the money line at minus one twenty five. So you're paying you know what. Uh, 25 cents on the dollar for your your bet there or whatever it is or uh, and then he had uh, Ohio State at plus 105 there's not there's not but I'm saying like that's kind of it's not minus it's not plus 115 it's not plus 110 it's plus 105 it's almost even money to take Ohio State on the money line that's because there's been people pounding Ohio State on the money line gonna win that game (laughs) <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I, yeah, I, I again, I know I'm biased, and I won't hide that. But the over under is sixty three and a half. I feel like that's. I mean, for Ohio State's defense, I feel like that's really high. That would be a lot of points. I right, like that, that would I mean, be a lot of points with for the, the Ohio State defense. Yeah, yeah, with the 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 strength of that Ohio State team, I feel that that's yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna get on a soapbox here. It just it's just a shame that we came out slow against Wisconsin because I think if if Ohio State just handled their business and took care of Wisconsin the way they did in the second half of that game the whole way they had been ranked number one we'd have been lined up with Oklahoma and we would rock the way LSU was going to but LSU's at least on. a ten point maybe favorite. for your wallet this is a good thing that you guys didn't beat Wisconsin handily. Because now no. you can pound, you can take, you can take OSU on an adjusted, Ooh, take, take, no, 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 take OSU on an adjusted line. Take OSU at like minus three and let's see, let's see if you can get them on an adjusted line. I don't know if that's available yet. Yeah, I mean, it is. Personally, I'd be more comfortable with Ohio State plus 10, 11, 12 against Oklahoma because Oklahoma can't you, stop a fucking fart. And uh, we just. Roll all of them. It would be points on points on points on. You points can on get, points. you can get Ohio State at minus seven for plus two twenty, <laughs> which still says to me that maybe Vegas thinks Ohio State's going to win this game. Yeah, I, I for a, for a two or two and a half point dog, and you're going to say, hey, Ohio State minus seven, seven is only a two, nine point swing. And you're, yeah, you're only getting plus two twenty on it. Yeah, for a nine and a half point swing on the line, like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you it's, maybe it's the Buckeye faithful just pounding, yeah, just betting, betting it like crazy because they they truly believe but in this team. You but. could even take them at minus eight and a half for plus two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to say Clemson's a bad team or anything like that. It's no, just, but it's it's a tough matchup. They definitely of, did not come out of the gate the way that most people thought they would. And there's talks about is Lawrence forcing the ball too much? What's going on there? Against and, and against the nobodies that Clemson plays, they have not played they a strong two, schedule this year. Two they trounced Virginia. Teams. We looked at that some of those yeah. numbers. A twenty-three, a twenty-three ranked for Virginia, Virginia team. team, and they beat the hell out of them. But uh, yeah. it, it does seem like they've come into form. Uh, but I watched I mean, them play a couple of times in the earlier earlier in the season, and I watched that North Carolina game and. Granted, North Carolina is coached by Mac Brown, who has a lot of experience and, and I think knows how to get teams ready to play in big games. Uh, and they did not look ready to play in that game. And they're kids. You know, it happens. So who knows? Um, they probably overlooked North Carolina, but North Carolina was very close to winning that game. And then just their schedule hasn't been great. two-point conversion away yeah, from I know, winning that I game. know. Uh, you know, maybe if they had Mitch, they would have converted that two-point conversion. <laughs> Mitch would have been riding the bench like he did while he was there. Because <laughs> whoever they have is probably better. Uh, who didn't get drafted. The guy that beat him out. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, so we'll see. Uh, how I'm, I mean, I'm always excited for the college football playoff. And then LSU-Oklahoma, That you're right. It probably will be more of a shootout. Uh, it's uh, and I, I, uh, LSU's going to trounce Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not that good of a team. LSU's offense has been so entertaining to watch, and it's crazy to see it out of an SEC team. And 
If, Especially LSU, because they've I know. always been the ground. They've been the pound, team that scores like, 10 points and beats you 10 to fucking three yeah. every time they play you. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's or, crazy. You know, and they yeah, transformed 17, it. 13. Right? They transformed it literally in a year, in one season, basically. Yeah. They brought in, uh, what's his name? I think it was, I think it's, uh, I don't know. The guy from the Saints, I can't remember his name. I think it's Brady, it's something Brady, but I, can't, I don't know. I had his name earlier, and now it escapes me. But uh, they turned it around that quickly. So uh, get prepared for that. That's going to be awesome. Bears, Chiefs. Uh, I don't have a pick of the week this week. I haven't really looked at the lines a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I had, can't imagine the Bears beating the Chiefs. So that's not <laughs> happening. With nothing to play for. I mean, this is like I a, think the Bears will maybe, show This up. is a show-your-grit kind yeah, of game. Absolutely. But like, Whatever the line is. Or guys playing for starting spots next year or jobs next year, that right, type but, of and, thing. But like we said, too, like Akeem Hicks, one of the main cogs in the Bears events, shouldn't be fucking playing. No, never. If there's I, anyone on the secondary the that's banged up, don't play him. No. Just sit sit down. Mitch should play every snap. Because he needs to. He needs it. Um, and, yeah, I don't expect too much. I mean, I, I doubt I'm even going to pay You know what's funny is this will be the game that, like, Nagy pounds the rock like 35 times uh, and just like, and Montgomery goes off and then every Bears fan is going to be like, where the, where the hell, this? yeah, where the hell was where, this the yeah, whole where, season? Where was this all year? This will be that game. Yeah. Yeah. It just big sets, pounding the rock, no spread, no draw plays. And, oh, you, you mean no empty set on uh, third, and, third and goal from the, the two? two? Yeah. We Great, watched the highlights a, that really. They scored a touchdown. They but, did, but they, yeah. Like, come on, guys. George was getting upset. Line up and pound that rock. So anyway. uh, that's going to do it for the Playing the Field podcast. We just went 10 more minutes there. Yeah, it's two minutes. It's easy to talk it's about sports. editable down to. Down to 46 minutes. <laughs> I could probably get it down to if I go through all this. I might just post it raw. Oh, uh, that's raw weird. <laughs> it sounded weird. Um, super weird. Dick butt. <laughs> dick butt. Oh, so good. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening if you did listen. And, uh I'm Sean Berry. That is Adam Herzog, Ohio State super fan. Go Bucks. Uh And, yeah, this has been the Playing the Field podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. You can read stuff I write on sportsmockery.com. Uh, after January 1st, more sports stuff and consistent things will happen with the Playing the Field podcast. You can come see him at Casey Moran's just about every night for the foreseeable no, future. No, uh, Deuces and Diamonds. Oh, also sorry, Deuces Santa and Baby. Diamonds. Yeah, the, the my, Christmas pop-up my bar. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Chone underscore Figgins, C-H-O-N-E. Chone! C-H-O-N-E underscore F-I-G-G-I-N-S. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and I got invited to the Waddle Super Bowl party. That's super awesome. So uh, that'll be on an upcoming podcast episode. Super after jealous. The, after the Legitimately Super Legitimately 100% jealous. I'm really excited about it. So uh, that should be pretty awesome. But uh, we will go from there. And thanks for listening. Have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, I guess go Bears, even though if they lose, we get a better draft position. So probably not we, go Bears. It, we get a better draft position for the. Well, our draft picks would still be better. I guess eventually, yeah, second some round of them, pick will be some better. of them would be. So uh, yeah, but enjoy really the Bears give game. John Gruden, anything. So <laughs> win this game just to fuck with John Gruden and give us a pick that. We're gonna uh, do nothing. We're gonna waste. On, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Pace is gonna waste. Yeah. On Adam Shaheen 2.0. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> again, physically hurts yet again. The third time tonight. Here. You can bring things up. Yeah. I mean, that's been. Uh, it's. It does hurt to be a Bears fan sometimes. Not as much as some other teams, ouch, but. Ouch, ouch. Yeah. All right. This is it. Playing the field podcast episode 15. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. Dick butt. Yes, dick butt, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>